Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Brappernard. Coming up, Bogey Leitner is going to be on talking about life in general and how wonderful it is to be a woman in America. And then Michael Bryant will come on for Car Selling Secrets and tell how much it sucks to be a man in America today, especially <laughs> a honky man. In any case, we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. <clears throat> Oh, she was unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, and Dougie Sprinthal. Filled with good news. Um, I got a call from Ryan Moffat, our recruiting director, on Monday going, Hey, um, you know, we're bringing people back in, but we're still short. We've got 80 positions to fill in uh, the greater Twin City metropolitan area. You can go to Walzer.com, hit careers, and you can find postings of all of them. If you're driving and you can't remember that, just email me at Doug at Walzer.com, and I'll connect you. All kinds of positions, full-time, part-time. We need about uh, 12 salespeople in a couple of our Nissan stores and our Honda stores. Uh, so it's it's good news, right? Business is coming back. The Walzers are confident enough to uh, start the recruiting machine back up. We're actually hiring for a corporate recruiter, which seems kind of funny. Hmm. We need to recruit a recruiter. Uh, but go to walzer.com or, again, email me at Doug at walzer.com, and I will take care of everything. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Do you think any of Springsteen's songs ever came close to this one? Um, you know, I've got a lot of favorite Boss tunes. Actually, some of them from the first album. I love Blinded by the Light. I think Manfred Mann should be brought up on charges because <laughs> the original is so much better. Yeah, that's and, true. And I Came yeah. for You, too, which the Manfred Mann also Which covered. is the one where it sounds like he's saying douche. Uh, yeah, blinded like by the light. Well, it's, but which version is it's that? It's kind of loose, like a deuce. Another yeah. runner in the night. Yeah. It's about a Ford up like ride. a deuce. Yeah. If you if you're interested in Springsteen, he did a one man show on uh, Broadway a couple of years ago, and you can watch right, it. Right. And the stories are he's a phenomenal storyteller, and he plays a little bit, but you know he and he he's pretty humble. He goes, you know, the guy that wrote Racing in the Streets didn't even have a driver's license when he wrote that song. I didn't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, racing in the streets. Well, I thought it would be a good idea to race in the streets. Yeah. You didn't know better. We got it Tim. Is. You know, he's one of those guys, and, and, and like I said, you have to take this with the understanding that I am. there is no bigger Bob Dylan fan than me. When I say people like Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen, if they could only sing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? But they're great writers and great performers. But, hey, look, there's no bigger Bob Dylan fan than me. And Springsteen's Born to Run, what a phenomenal song. It's a song. great record. 
You know who's got a great record is Tim Lammers as a Hollywood big shot. Timmy. Oh, really? Tell me it's not doing that again. Please don't tell me we're going to lose the phone again today. Oh, Tim. Timmy. Hello. Can you hear us? He cannot hear us. I, I can hear you, but it sounds like you're driving in a car. Hang on, we're, we're playing with buttons and dials and knobs. This is like an optometrist. What does an optometrist say when they're having sex? What? Is it better like this or like that? <laughs> Thank you. Does that help at all? Is that better? No, it sounds the same. Uh, kind of muffly and uh, echoey. We don't know what happened, but somebody came in the studio and rearranged everything. Oh, uh, somebody, I think the garbage cans just <laughs> fell off yeah, the truck. Yeah, that's a nice sound effect. How about that? Even worse, okay. apparently. No, he can't hear. That's all yeah, distorted. Is, uh, we're going to have to have somebody come in here and fix I have this. I no idea what happened. I don't either. Somebody came in here and messed with our equipment, and now we can't take callers. That's just wonderful. Okay, you're good now. Oh, oh no, good now. What'd you do, Andy? It's good now. I don't, I don't even know. Well, don't do it. Well, then don't do it again. We'll just make sure. Everybody... Timmy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you sound. they sound great now, uh, Andy. Yeah, perfect. All right, Andy once again bails out his dad. What a job. Andy saves the day. Saves the day, Tippy Coop. <laughs> you know what I love about this? I look around the room and there's about $100,000 worth of equipment in here, and it doesn't, it's like, okay, that sounds like crap. Yeah, but other than that. But in any case, Timmy Lammers with us talking Greyhound, talking. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about my reaction to Capone again, are we? Because then I'll have to suffer well, mightily. I, you know, I, I was kind of hoping Mike would uh, come on a little earlier so he could, uh, so you can confront him about the recommendation because, you know, uh, I, I got it out in the open this morning. You know, I, I admitted that, uh, you know, I recommended it to you, and thankfully you didn't take my head off. So I appreciate that. <laughs> you didn't take my, you know, <laughs> actually, Mike Michael Bryant's recommendation on it was, you want to see the worst movie ever made. <laughs> So it was more of an invitation into, uh, like you said last week, getting your fingernails pulled out. Yes, kind of like getting the finger. Have you seen it, Doug? No, I, I, you told me not to. But I, I, you guys apparently didn't do your homework from so last are week. We, Did we're you talking watch? about a movie called Greyhound? Oh, we're going no, to be talking no, about Greyhound. No, I, I wanted to talk about it because oh. it is signaling, I, I'm not going to call it the death knell yet, but it's a it's big close. deal when Sony announced this week that they sold Greyhound, the World War II drama uh, starring Tom Cruise, was set for a Father's Day weekend release. They sold it to Apple TV+. Plus. Hmm. So yet another film Uh-oh. shuffled off to either uh, video on demand or streaming. Yeah. So that includes now Universal with Trolls World Tour. They've also done a couple Focus films. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to review a Focus film next week that's going straight to video. Um, and then uh, we have Warner Brothers with Scoob, okay? And then yep. Paramount uh, shuffled off of Lovebirds to Netflix. And now Sony got rid of um, Greyhound. So it's like, you know, obviously the response to the Universal thing was, we're going to boycott Universal and not show their films. Well... Now we got three other studios. Oh, Disney Plus. I have to mention them. Yeah. There's a movie called Artemis Fowl that they're going to actually go straight to their streaming service. 
So you have five studios now doing this stuff. I, 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 you can't boycott everybody. I, I, just, I just don't know how this thing is going to go. Do you think, Tim, there's a, there's a chance uh, <clears throat> in the future that uh, you'll get to go to Old Country Buffet and then go to a theater to see a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, one thing I think that the theaters, or, or I should say it's, it's pretty much on the shoulders of the studios right now. Um, I talked about this article before, but I, I sent it to Cassie to send along to you. Uh, it's a four-year-old article, long before any of this madness took place where Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams, Peter Jackson, uh, a bunch of real notable filmmakers had this idea of going a day-and-date model where you could buy special equipment and you could see the film the same day it opened in theaters. The cost was 50 bucks, but the theater owners were given a 40% cut of that. Mm. You know, and so right now the, the theater owners are twisting in the wind. As far as I know, they're not getting any money from the studios for these movies that they sold or are playing on demand. So hopefully the studios are going to start cutting in the theaters at some point. Otherwise, you can say bye-bye to the theaters. A screening room, it's called. And I don't get how it's not just Divix. Really? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, well, it, it says so, you have to buy the box for $150, then you have to buy the movies for $50, yeah. and you they only work for 48 hours. Isn't yeah, that like that, literally... Yeah, that from four years ago, yeah, that, that article. But that's literally the exact same thing as Divix 20 years ago. Really? Yeah. So they came out with them the same day? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was the same day. That might be the difference. Yeah, so this one is the same day, which is something the theaters have been... <laughs> Fighting. Let's find I out. Mean, really fiercely. And, uh, and I was, of course, they're experiencing what's happening, obviously different circumstances. Um, but I think if, if theaters are going to survive, the studios are going to have to pony up a little bit. I mean, it's not my money to spend. I mean, they got, they got their costs to cover, and I can understand why they're doing it. Yeah. But uh, it's getting bad. Yeah, it it's looks getting like bad for them early. Basically, yeah, the difference is Divix wasn't uh, a same day kind of launch, but it was also four dollars and fifty cents, not fifty bucks. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, do people? So, Doug or, or Tom, would you pay fifty dollars to <clears throat> see a movie in your home the first day in theaters, or would nope. you rather go uh-huh. in with the cell no, phones and all that not. stuff going on? Yeah, no way. I'd pay fifty bucks to see any. Well, movie. I'd rather just not watch it on release. Honestly, no matter what movie it is. I just do people care that much about watching movies like right away anymore? I think there's some releases. You know, when the star a new Star Wars comes out, people the the faithful yeah. go mental for that and they have to be the first one and they go to the midnight showing. But ninety five percent of movies, people are gonna say, I'll just wait a week, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean it all depends on how you rationalize it and, and you know, like for example today, um, you know, you can get Scoob. You know, which went straight to premium video on demand for 20 bucks. You can say, okay, well, I got two kids at home. Now, if I would have taken those two kids, it would have cost me more than 20 bucks just to get in the door. So, you know, maybe people are thinking, well, you could have rationalized that with the $50 model. You, you and you have four friends over and 10 bucks a shot, and boom, there it is. Kind of like pay per view fights. Yeah. Oh, I remember that, the pay-per-view wrestling and everything, yeah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I never understood that either, but, you know, whatever. 
the you know, theaters. I'm wondering out loud again because this is a four-year-old article, but it did <clears throat> I mean, you know, come to top of mind again once they started streamlining these things straight to video. And uh, was it called? God, I, I don't know. I really I think know. it's temporary. I mean, this isn't. This has happened in this country before. They shut the theaters down and the yep. Spanish yeah. flu. And in the 50s, in the summertime, they shut them down because of polio. Right. Didn't, kill, remember, didn't yeah. kill the theater business. Yeah, but the theater business was kind of kind of rocking on the on its heels anyway, yeah. wasn't it? It's true. That is true. Well, uh, I don't know. It's they haven't they still haven't started it yet. It doesn't look like the screening room, uh, co-founded mm-hmm. by the founder of Napster. And yeah, yeah I don't even think he's uh, he's out of the business, isn't he? Is I don't he? Let's see, yeah, sure. shareholders include Steven Spielberg, Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, Martin Scorsese, and Peter Jackson, so yeah, I mean, it's got money behind it. backing that model. You yeah. know, it's just amazing that it never took off. Yeah, it's interesting. Four years later and nothing has come of it. Oh, yeah, uh, apparently, according to an article from three years ago, according to uh, Biz Journals, it is good as dead. I'll find out why during the break, <clears throat> and while we're in the break, you can... Ponder over this. Bo Siegel wants to know what you think about Jay Ferguson. Oh, smart ass. <laughs> Turn it down, man. I'll tell that story when we come back from break with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. I like it, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. 
Car Selling Secrets, the second hour with Michael Bryant as a special guest for Doug Sprinthal. Two phone-in people. This yep. is just like <clears throat> yeah. nationally famous. Did you hear the Speaker of the House mention Car Selling Secrets on the morning show this morning? I That's did. That's pretty cool. I did indeed. Ooh. I was listening to Car Selling Secrets. Like I always do. Not the Speaker of the House, the Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Yeah, Same Steve thing. Simon. I thought they were called admin assistants now. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been funny. Here's one of my favorite things about that whole deal. Tony Lee says, he was a great guest. You want to know why I know he was a great guest? And I said, why? And he said, back-to-back posts. Steve Simon, what a great guy. A really, really good interview. I learned a lot from listening to Steve Simon. Thanks for having him on. Second text, Steve Simon's full of shit. (laughs) So whenever you get those polar opposite views, you know it was a good interview. So that's good. Steve Simon's full of shit. That's real nice. I hope the governor has thicker skin uh, than the president right now. He's coming under some some fire. From who? Everybody in the state's mad at him. Well, well, it was a horrible idea. But... It's, a, it's a dreadfully horrible idea, and he yeah. should not have done it. Look, I'm not blaming Walls for that. It's his people behind the scenes that gave him really bad advice. If they don't get these these restaurants straightened away within four to six weeks, 60% of them will never come back. No. It'll never happen. And then they can build condos there instead. Yeah, you can build plenty of low-income housing. Yeah. That's what you want anyway. Yeah, well, I got something else to add to this. For restaurants and theaters, Sani told me this morning, uh, some experts warn that the coronavirus, I'm reading this from Forbes, can be spread through ventilation systems, and that means this summer could require major rethinking of how to turn on air conditioning. Mm. So I'm they're skeptical. talking about recirculated air circling in the COVID. I think that's complete and utter BS. How does some? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, you know, it's Forbes. I do. I don't know who. To, I don't know who to believe at this point. But Sanders weird. He's a germaphobe anyway, isn't he's he? He's an Italian. What the hell does he know? He knows how to you know <laughs> invent radio. That's about it. Lives Actually, on you cheese. know what? This article is from April twenty second. Well, obviously that one didn't. That no. didn't catch a lot of uh, wind, no. so to speak. Anytime yeah. experts warn you about it. of anything, you should be wary. Couldn't agree more. Experts warn or experts say, and it's just it's too vague. Why experts? Why not? You know, this particular, you know, epidemiologist says that works for me. <clears throat> I don't know, so we'll see how. It, but but I, I I would say this: they're going to have to reconsider that. Well, look, we got a call from Mike Jennings has the, and I didn't even know Mike Jennings owned Jimmy's. That's so weird. Hmm. We've been going to going to. Have you eaten Jimmy's food yet, Andy? Jimmy's? Yeah, Jimmy's Restaurant by our new house. No. I don't think you've had it yet. Uh-uh. Really good. We've been doing, you know, takeout from there. So I said, man, whoever owns Jimmy's, give me a call. Well, it turned out to be a friend of mine, Mike Jennings. Now, is he related <laughs> to the people that owned uh, the old Jennings Red Coach That's on Excelsior? That's the guy. Yeah, his, he, his father, Jimmy, okay. owned it, as a matter of fact. That's oh, so name? he named the restaurant. He named after the restaurant after okay, Jimmy, yeah. Uh, but it's so weird that you're talk, you're raving about this restaurant, and you ask the, caller to, the owner to call in so you can talk about Because he's got a huge patio. Yeah. Uh, at least 50 to 60, maybe even 70 seats, because it's on... The west side, the east side, and a little area on the south side of the restaurant. A lot of outdoor seating. He said, I might be able to get 20 to 25 people. He said, there's no way. You're going to lose your ass doing that. They cannot make money with outside seating. I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. 
Well, plus, I mean, yesterday was beautiful. Today is blustery. Yeah, and cloudy. People are not going to go because of the bugs, first of all. Some Mm -hmm. people will not sit outside to eat. They just won't do it. I don't like doing it. Yeah, Andy doesn't like doing it. Uh, You're going to have rain. It's going to be a problem. You're going to have bugs. are going to be a problem. Wind's going to be a problem. It's not going to work. Yeah, I love, it's I love no all different the... right now than picking up takeout and just going and sitting by a nearby table. Right. Yeah. I love the the downtown Minneapolis. There's a few places I can't name off the top of my head, but they set up little uh, tabletops right on the sidewalk, like five feet from the street. Like, that's where you want to <laughs> yeah. eat. Yeah. Right yeah. next to the 20 year old Hyundai with bad emissions. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Exactly. Are the food trucks out at this point? Yeah, that's a good I don't question. Know. God, that's, it is I a good question. Know. I have no I idea. I mean, are, is, are there restrictions on the food trucks? Uh, maybe the lines, but it, as I said, I drove through the campus yesterday, and there were about 50 students there, ages 18 to 25, something like that, and they were all over one another. Yeah, food trucks may continue to operate as long as they keep sufficient distance between waiting customers and the other customers, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Which they won't do. No. Well, no, of course not. But technically, that's what they have to do. According yeah, especially to the, when there's uh, how, many, how many feet between the, the sidewalk and the building. Yeah, for real, that's probably about six feet. So. Well, yesterday it was in a, a, a department, it wasn't a department store, but a, a certain hardware store in <clears throat> Buffalo. Uh, in the parking lot, which is a very huge parking lot, there was a, a mini donuts and, I don't know, Patty, what was it, french fries or something? Yeah, she wanted to stop. We didn't have the cash on us. But, yeah, so people are setting stands up, too, it looks like. They did that right outside of the hy near our house. They had, like, were grilling burgers, and I don't even know why. It was just, like, some guys with a grill and a awning or whatever. Not awning. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Wouldn't you, if you had a sense of humor <laughs> and had, like, a, a food truck... Wouldn't you go with the six-foot hot dog <laughs> that the family could just come in and buy one six-foot hot dog? Go, here, measure it up. Come on, measure it. like a it. party sub, but, you know. <clears throat> It's a party sub, exactly. Yeah, well, did the foot-long sub at Subway is only nine inches long. Well, see, that, there's the problem right there. So now you violated the law. Way mm-hmm. to go. It's funny that they, uh, they said that foot-long is a brand name, not a measure. It's like, well, I mean, oh, it's, okay. you can't argue that that's not misleading. So I have a question yeah. for you two. Did you guys do your homework and watch Death of Stalin this week? We did not, but I'm no, watching, I'm watching uh, yeah. it tonight. You know what, Doug? I got a poor excuse, but uh, uh, I was caught up in a couple of streaming series, 10 episodes each. Well, actually, one was seven episodes, uh, Hollywood on Netflix. Tommy, you got to see that one. Yeah, i got to see Hollywood. <laughs> God, what was the other one that was recommended to me today? No, I forgot already because I'm uh, I, the Upload is a good show <clears throat> on Amazon. Is it? Yeah, it looks I interesting, really like but it a lot. I don't know. Mike Bryan actually he referred me to both of those. So no. many, he know. So Come many on. of those, like you know, what if future shows end up being like? I didn't like Black Mirror really at all. I didn't either. I'm right there. I didn't care for Black I'm one Mirror. One of the at all. few. Well, but that's one of those shows where you can, you know, jump around to a certain episode or whatever you yeah. hear about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> God, somebody recommended another show to me today, and I already forgot the name of it. Uh, it happens to me all the time. It is funny uh, that they uh, apparently haven't learned yet. So remember back in the 70s and 80s where the uh, futuristic year 1999, you know, we were all going to be flying around on robots? Well, Upload uh-huh. takes place in 13 years. 
So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a feeling exactly. that's not going to age well. Just like yeah, the uh, every every show made in the seventies and eighties because it was uh, it's well, too idealistic. Star Trek kind of nailed it. Oh yeah, that was like twenty one thirty three yeah. or something. Yeah, there we got a long ways to go for that. Well, one. we got a lot and of their the, stuff the though. Seems pretty prophetic with a lot of their predictions. Yeah, they my, are. Yeah, my favorite was uh, Ren and Stimpy played it safe. It was the uh, fantastic year four hundred billion. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Four hundred billion. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's all Upload true. Upload is where they um, uh, upload your consciousness into a yep. digital environment, like a nice resort. Yeah, so it's like but, if you're about to die, you just upload yourself and boom, immortal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Hollywood, man, <laughs> it, it kind of uh, plays Hollywood. For, I didn't realize it was such a cesspool after the war and the golden age. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Mm-hmm. It really, uh, you know, and to the point where it's like, do I even want to watch this stuff? And it ends really, really strong, Mike told me to stick with it, and I did. And it's seven episodes altogether. Uh, so I really like It's revisionist stuff. I mean, it tells a tale with some people that are um, real folks like Rock Hudson, George Cukor, and then, then a lot of characters are made up, too. So it's, it's really, it's Ryan Murphy, so it's really provocative. I mean, that guy with American Horror Story and uh, American Crime Story. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought it was good. So would this be pre-code Hollywood? Which would be which year? Uh, Like, before the 30s? No, no, this would be after oh. World War II. Okay, because, yeah, pre-code, a lot of people don't know about pre-code Hollywood. The Hayes Code, that's... Uh, oh, what? yeah, yeah, they actually talk about that oh, in, yeah? the, in the, in the uh, series, yeah. Okay, before the 30s, movies were just, like, basically borderline pornography, and that's why they had to instate the Hayes Code. Or racist, if you watch Birth of a Nation. <laughs> well, I don't think that uh, really... Just the KKK recruiting video. I don't think that really changed with the Hayes Code, but, yeah. you know. But, oh, yeah, it was... People think of the 20s and 30s as, like, this tight-laced, you know, everyone's proper and everything. Oh, God, oh. the 20s. No, no, no. Hell no, no yeah. There was as yeah. wild as the 60s and yeah. 70s. Well, a thing happened to me the other... Well, it actually was last night. Wasn't the other night. It was last night. I came home because I had to run an errand. I got home at about, I don't know, quarter to eight, something like that. I walk in, and I don't know didn't know what it was, but some on TV. And I said, well, that's weird. Kathy goes, what do you mean? I said, all three leads in this show are white men. That's really weird. Yeah. She goes, this is from 2004. Yeah, I was going to say it's a while ago. <laughs> yep. It was that obvious, though, that it was old because all three leads were white guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know it's bad when pretty much everyone, including the people you're trying to cater to, are saying, all right, enough's enough. Enough is enough. You know, everybody should be treated the same, well, and I that's just, just a fact. I always, the uh, analogy I like to go to would be, if I went to another country, if I went to Cambodia, and I saw the TV shows, every show had a white guy in it. How would I feel? And no, the answer sure. is I would feel pandered to because they're, you know, it's Cambodia. It should be Cambodians. That's just, there should be a white guy every now and then, but every single episode of every show, just, just it's obviously artificial. It's not our that? fault we have all the talent. Yes. How about that Chinese commercial for the, the washing machine? Yep. 
You ever or seen it's, it? It's, uh-huh. um, it's a dish, or not a dish soap, a laundry detergent. Laundry detergent. It's a commercial for a laundry. It's in China. Okay. Laundry detergent. This black guy comes into her house. She puts him in the washing machine, washes him with this detergent, and he comes out Chinese. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going back oh, my to, God. We're going back to the 40s. Yep. Holy Anna. Now we know where all the writers from Mad TV went. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. More with Timmy Lammers and Doug Sprinthal right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Ba-da-da-da. We're rocking out, baby. That's all I know. I watched a cute old movie on the boat last night. We don't. The internet connection's terrible down there. We usually download stuff, but had forgot to. A friend of mine loaned it to me. Uh, it's Anthony Hopkins, probably 15 years ago, called "The World's Fastest Indian." It's a oh true, yeah, true story. About the motorcycle, about, yeah, it was yeah. really. It was yep. a cute oh, yeah, film. Yeah. I remember it was really. I good. I think if you were like a 10-year-old boy, it'd be perfect. Yeah, it could be. Well, I told you about that that old show I saw from I don't know in the '70s sometime. Vic Morrow was the star of it. I can't even remember what the hell it was a movie, but I can't remember what the name of it was. And there's a knock at the door, and the guy says to Vic Morrow, uh, "Who's that? Do you think?" And he goes, "I don't know, probably some stupid engine." <laughs> wow! Oh my God. The world has changed quite a bit in the last fifty years, apparently. Holy Christ! Like really? I don't even think you have to go back that far. I mean, yes, for that show, but I mean, just looking back at a film fifty yeah. years ago, or, yeah, or like Catherine said, the show that you were talking about, two thousand four. Yeah, two thousand four. Yep. Well, God, two thousand to two thousand five was like the height of it's like the silver age of shock comedy. So everyone's going to look back at it and think that everyone was just these awful people because yeah, that's true. It was just people saying the worst things they could for publicity. That is true. That that, that used to be an influencer back in there before yep. before, yeah. the, before all that oh, garbage. Yeah. The shock jocks were the original influencers. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. One guy that doesn't seem to care at all, and I catch his stuff on YouTube once in a while, is Nick DiPaolo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he'll say whatever. God, I haven't talked to Nick in a couple of years. Ever since that woman punched him in the face, I talked to him after that, and I haven't talked to him since. Hmm. Remember that? I do remember that. The woman punched him, a sucker punched him right in the face. Caused some damage, too, man. Really? Jeez. What, oh, yeah. What happened? Uh, apparently, she... It was a meet she, and greet after a show or it something. It was. It was huh? a meet and greet, but her dad loves Nick DiPaolo, so he took her backstage, said, oh, I want to go back and meet him. So, Dad loves Nick DiPaolo. Turns out 
the girl thought he was horrible and punch, sucker punched him right in the face. Well, hopefully he got some money out of it. I think he did. I think he sued the woman. Oh, well, good. <clears throat> I don't know. Random like violence said, is not acceptable. I have not talked to Nick in a long time. I used to talk to Nick all the time, but got a very, very funny <laughs> guy in his day. I don't know. There's a lot of that going on right now, though, to tell you the truth. Yep. You know. And Howard Stern's getting back in the ring. Have you been following that? He's going after Donald Trump Jr. They're battling of each course. other. Oh, what? Over what? You know, you know Howard's numbers are dreadful. Yeah, I know they well, are. What is People he, don't even know. 80 years old now? No, uh, he's, he's 66, yeah, 67. He's is he? Yeah. But, I, yeah, his I, I haven't seen him personally, but everybody in the business tells me that the serious numbers are disastrously yeah. bad. That's yeah, just not cool satellite anymore. Satellite radio was the future. Not going to happen, apparently. I don't. I mean, serious as an idea is not bad. You know, we used it a lot in uh, South Dakota because we were in the mountains. Oh yeah, miles yep. from any transmitter. You know, it's the only option you have, and it wor- it works really well out there. But the idea of it being like this bastion of you know where you can say and do anything you want, right? It's boring at this point. Because that's sure. that's the internet. People have seen and done everything. Yeah, it's the internet now. You're absolutely right. They, they, I can see that whenever, anytime I want to. Yeah, you can go. You can go on YouTube and see people doing the most like things that Howard Stern would get fired for doing. So the kids, they're bored of it already because they've seen all these awful like quote unquote pranks. Adults are bored of it because they've been doing that bit since the what 80s. You know. No one yeah, cares about. Yeah, he does the prank stuff anymore. I don't. I rarely listen to him. He, he does do pretty good interviews, though. I will say, I was kind of surprised about that. Well, I've heard a few that he's done with famous musicians, and it's like wow. that's smart because yeah, you you gotta move away from he's the not shock doing jock the poop thing. Jokes anymore? Yeah. Well, you know, he's got like a staff of twenty-two people. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm so it's not Howard Stern's a horseshit <clears throat> interviewer, actually. Well, unless it's about him. Well, I mean, isn't that every talk show host though? <laughs> What the hell are you trying to say? <laughs> Talk really show, late, not radio. Show. Shots down. Shots fired. Officer down. His own yeah. Papa Umau Mau takes one right in the chest. <laughs> no, talk show. No, but late night. Think yeah, about Jimmy exactly. Fallon. All those shows are Jimmy dreadful. Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, all those God, types. those shows are dreadful. They've all got 80 staffers behind them. Every, every line is scripted. <laughs> it's not like, you know, the old days of Carson where everything was riffing. You know, Look, I, did, yeah. I did watch I don't Cole deny Bear. That Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's talented, but he plays these stupid games. For yeah, right. right. Stupid. Well, speaking of SNL people, this is a really dark documentary. It was about Daryl Hammond. Oh yeah. Have yeah. you seen that? Well, he's, he's got a mental illness, right? Yeah, because he was abused by his mom when right. he was a little boy, and he right. didn't figure it out until he was in uh. his like fifties. And he's, you know, he cut himself like ninety times, and this is when he's. You know, at the White House and stuff. When you talk to him off the air, he you can tell. He I is. Mean, you can really tell. Yeah, he's got bipolar disorder. <clears throat> well, they, they diagnosed him with all that stuff, and he finally was in an institution, and a therapist said, you know, this is, you don't have any of those. Oh, yeah? You, you're, you're suffering from something that happened to you when you were a kid, and they right. went back. And well, how do you misdiagnose like, schizophrenia? That's a pretty serious diagnosis. Yeah. Happens. Now, Doug, I guess Doug, so. did, you, uh, 
my wife thought, and do you remember, was it his mom would slam his hand, was it in a car Slammed door? Slammed his hands or? in the car door, uh, hammered him in the stomach with a hammer, and then stuck him in a tongue with a steak knife. Jeez. Why did she do that? She was nuts. Those were my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. But it, it's really, that's you know, I'd forgotten parenting. how talented he was, but I never realized that oh, there was God, this whole dark did. side. But that's he, part he of He was it. the longest running member on SNL in their history. He was mm-hmm. on for, I think, 14 years or so. Uh, well, I mean, you do know. Let's see. His his dad was in the picture, but yeah. he also was crazy because of Korea. Oh, okay. Yeah. As in the Korean now, I don't war. know if he's still announcing for them, but <clears throat> he actually did the Donald Trump impersonation at the beginning mm-hmm. of Trump, or during the campaign, and then Alec Baldwin stormed in and took it over, and that really broke him. Yeah, so I, I don't even see know that. if he's doing the announcing anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He was yeah, really, know. really depressed about. Well, obviously, he's prone to a lot of depression. Obviously, but imagine that. You know, because that that would have been a gig for four years for him. Yeah, at least. You know what's and amazing then, about that? Is you look back, like I've, I've talked about this for a few months now. Is the fact that Donald Trump has a real mom issue, and you can tell if you ever met him, you oh, can you tell think. immediately. Yeah. He's got a mom issue because his mother, you know was not very nice to him when he was a kid at his own wedding took a shot at him what kind of son do i raise it's one of those you know, look mom i made it kind of things he has to prove well, to I, his mother that I he's hate a big to say deal. this but i think his oldest sons are kind of following in that pattern too it's are just, they it seems like it to well me, i mean part of, I'm, my, i look at through colored glasses because as you know i'm not a big fan but I mean, they're just trying to be outrageous, I think, to get his attention. Oh, totally. African-American I mean, glasses. if you grow <laughs> up with right. a narcissist dad and an absentee mother, <clears throat> yeah. you're yep. going to end up trying your hardest to get the, your parents' attention. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly Because Trump, Trump is definitely a narcissist. There's no question about that. No question, yep. And it's but, absolutely true. So <clears throat> he does he have kids with Melania? Mel- One. Yeah, Baron, right? That's Baron. Yeah, Baron. There you go. I think I just saw a picture of him the other day. Holy crap! He's that kid's seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's extremely <laughs> tall. Yeah, he's really tall. And then he has. And you know, I two. posted it on Facebook. I said, "Wow, has this kid grown a lot?" And somebody went after me about, "Oh, you just hate Trump." I'm like, I didn't say anything <laughs> I said bad he about grew him. A lot. I just said the kid's huge. So it's not, that's not bad. There's Baron. There's. Latvia or whatever. Latvia. Latvia. Is Latvia is in there. Estonia. Estonia is in there. What's her name? Ivanka. The Ivanka, Baltic States family, ladies and, and gentlemen. And Donald Jr. and Eric? Eric. Oh, yeah, right. You yeah. never hear about Eric, do you? Eric. Not much, no. You don't hear about him much. But, I mean, that that is the whole deal. <laughs> that if you ever met Donald Trump, you could tell immediately that he has a, he has a mom issue. And that's, yeah. you know, look, I'm not blaming him. He's got a mom issue because his mom was not nice to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. And by the way, aren't, aren't you 6'3"? Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump is not 6'3". Oh, I know. And he's not 230 either. <laughs> he's not 230. He's just got the numbers the, backwards. Do you see the Babylon Bee today? No. <laughs> Uh, press horrified when Donald Trump opened shirt to prove he's not obese. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go after him very often. I love that That's thing so, funny. so much. So, <laughs> and he's got he's got these tits hanging down. <laughs> mm, God. <laughs> Very funny. Sorry, Timmy. Anyway. No, no, that's fine. I, I think it's hilarious. And I, I hope, and, you know, he obviously has about uh, the thinnest skin of any as a politician, 
I, I wonder if he's going to get to the point where he's tweeting against the Babylon Bee. Oh, I'm sure. I hope so. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. I'd Guaranteed, follow every, yeah. every word of it. I absolutely would follow every word. You know, one thing i got to tell you, because we only got about two minutes left in this hour, but I really wanted to tell Lorena Bobbitt that joke that was based on her throwing the penis out the window, but I just I couldn't bring my... Do you know the joke? I don't know the joke. Okay, I've I could use that. one really severe word, so if you're a nun or something, the, the last word in the whole deal... So there's this family, mom and dad driving along with a seven-year-old daughter and their nine-year-old son, right? just happens that Lorena Bobbitt's in the car in front of them. They don't know who she is or anything, but she had cut off her husband's penis, and she chucks it out the window. And, of course, it goes back and hits the windshield of the family Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? So dad goes, oh, and hits the windshield wiper and wipes it off. And the little girl goes, dad, what was that? He goes, oh, nothing. It was just a bug. And the nine-year-old boy goes, man, that bug had a big dick. <laughs> no, one thing I great... wanted to tell you, Tom, because I heard the interview. Yeah. It was a great interview. And I didn't know that she, she had this heavier act, well, an accent. Yeah, Venezuelan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I was thinking as you were interviewing her and being respectful, can you imagine her radio tour today? Oh, God, it's not going to go well. I guarantee you that. Oh, my God. Most guys won't be able to handle it. But she was too, she was a very nice person, and she, she was there. She, you know, no uh, wide open spaces or anything like that. I thought she was a, a terrific interview, but I didn't, I didn't realize that he beat the shit out of her constantly. I thought it was a one-time thing. But, uh, no, yeah, apparently it wasn't a very happy marriage. Doesn't sound like it. No, not, not great. Yeah. Still never understand guys who have to hit women. I, I don't get that. I've never understood that. They can't fight back. Okay, tough guy. Way to go. All right, Timmy, another great week has come and gone. What do you think of that? Uh, terrific. Well, thank you so much for having me on again today. I really like Thursdays. You know, we talk a couple times in, during the day, and uh, so very cool. Uh, i, I got to do your homework, Doug, and see that movie, The Death of Stalin, but also, I mentioned on the morning show, Tom, and I don't know if you've seen it, Doug, already, um, Richard Jewell. Yeah, I do have You to know, I, that. that's on my list. I hear that's <laughs> fabulous, and it just it was not a, a box office success, but that's... Yeah, and the only reason I brought it up was because I heard Tony's uh, Richard Jewell, my favorite thing song, and I thought, God, you know what? And I told Tony this. I said, when I was watching that movie, I kept thinking of his song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. That'll ruin your life. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a terrific movie. So if you get a chance, see it. We'll get it done. Thanks, Timmy. All right. Have a great weekend. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in just a few minutes with Hour 2 of Hour 1. Hour 2 of the show, but Hour 1 of... Car Selling Secrets, man! Yeah, man.